welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we get to hang out and talk about our Sunday sermon uh, here at CLC. And uh, as always, you don't have to have listened to the sermon in order to get something out of this, because really what we want to do today, uh, and every time we, we film, is we want to turn the monologue from Sunday into dialogue, to actually turn it into a real conversation, uh, to, to give us a chance to get a little bit deeper and get a little bit more practical. You know, sometimes a preacher will say something from a stage and you're like, that sounds good, but how do I actually do that? Uh, and so we are in a series on finances. And so I brought in CFO extraordinaire. That's, that's, your, that's your new full <laughs> title, by the way. Extraordinary. Okay. Yeah, you can't say CFO without extraordinaire. Uh, no but Carlton McCarthy, Pastor Carlton, thank you for hanging out with us. Sounds good. Yeah, and you actually you, you preached on Sunday. How's that feel as a as a CFO? Ooh. Who's now been thrown into the preacher role? Yeah, it's uh, it's really tough. I became an accountant to hide in a closet with a pencil and a calculator. Yeah. You like numbers, <laughs> not words. Yeah, I, got, I tell people I got a degree in numbers, not letters. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, uh, it's interesting. But you know, God stretches us, and He has us doing the thing that we don't want to do sometimes yeah. to build our character and grow us. Yeah. So my theme this year, and I've been talking to Pastor Asa about, it, is that do the hard thing. Nice. So whatever the hard thing is, Carlos is going to try to do it. Yep. So there you I go. I like it. I read a book early on when I was maybe 18, 19 years old. It was mm -hmm. written by teenagers. Um, oh, wow. Two brothers. Okay. And I think it was called Do the Hard Thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really good book. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was it was inspiring. So I, like, ran a marathon and climbed oh, the mountain. You, did, you actually <laughs> I did the hard thing. did really hard uh, things. <laughs> but, but you're preaching. Hey, let's yeah. – uh, no, look, when uh, when the vast majority of the public says that they would rather die than give a public speech. Yes, I know what that means. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, so this Sunday it was part two of a finance series. You yep. had to come up there after Joe Sangle. How's that feel? Well, that, that was a little rough uh, because he does this day in and day out. Yeah. And so uh, just coming behind him. Uh, was a little bit scary, but, you know, when we're preaching the Bible, the Bible is a living word. And yeah, so yeah. you get new translation and new ideas and new thoughts. Yeah. And so it, it kind of just like gave me comfort that if I preach the word, okay. the word will speak to the lives of individuals, almost individually. Yeah. You know, a lot of people came up to me after and said the different things that they got from it that, you know, may have been my point or may not have been my point. <laughs> yeah. But the word spoke to them yeah. uh, because it's Isn't it's that alive. crazy when like somebody comes up and be like, man, when you said this, it just really changed <laughs> yeah. my life. And I'm like, I didn't even say that. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what you heard. So that's what the Holy like, Spirit did. All right. It wasn't even part of the message. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Nice. Very cool. And then uh, so then you so you preach on Sunday and then you turned around on Monday night and you started a finance class. Yeah, absolutely. The I was broke. Now I'm not. Joe yep. Sangle, six week class. Uh, Monday night was the first night. Uh, and we kind of went over your financial goals. Okay. And then the path to get there before we get into each individual segment of finances, right. budgeting, savings, investments. Yeah. Uh, so it was a great class, very interactive. Uh, the place was packed. Uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot of jokes. We laughed, we cried, a lot of crying over our finances. Uh, but it was a really good opportunity to see where people are in their finances, to see where their goals are, yeah. uh, their hopes and their dreams, um, and then how to plan it out appropriately. Yeah. So it, it was a tremendous class. Um, I was really happy that we had it. I, I love it. I know it's a smaller sample size, obviously, than yeah. the full church or even, you know, the the country but like what what were you seeing as as these 30 or so individuals are sharing their financial yep. goals their financial struggles like what do you like man it seems like there's a theme happening here or or the yeah. majority of people are facing this sure yeah a absolutely the the one thing that really struck me is that it wasn't so much hardship as it was just knowledge base like okay. a lot of people you know the majority of the people you know had an income that could provide for them it was a matter of managing and organizing that income and their expenses. Yeah, yeah. And how do I apply this to the goals I have for my family, for myself, whether it's in ministry or just our finances in general? And so the common theme was, OK, how do I organize what I have? Yep. And I, I think that's so encouraging to know that a small sample of our church body, at least, it's not necessarily struggling with it. It's not an income issue for them. It's more of just a knowledge base of how do I organize my finances to reach the goals that I now learn that we have, you know, nice. which was really good. So it sounds like we need to make this uh, this podcast extremely practical. Like, yeah, here's what <laughs> you do and yeah. here's why you do it and how yeah. you do it. Uh, but before we get into to all of that, uh, there there was this principle that you gave. Uh, so, I mean, the whole thing was about uh, uh 
uh, seed time and harvest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So you're you're talking about there's there's a uh, if you don't have your investment, you're not going to have a harvest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said something that I loved. Uh, you said, uh, how do you say it? Uh, it, it was just simply uh, don't eat the seed. Yeah, absolutely. And man, when you said that, I was like, suck. Because <laughs> 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 I'll be honest, like the, the example you gave of, you know, you found $20 in your pocket and now you're like, yay, I got $20 <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to go buy lunch. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's like, man, that was, that was a seed for you to invest in something and you missed the opportunity because you ate the seed. Right. And, and I, I think the one thing, the at least for me, the important point of that is that God is providing the seed. And we have to recognize when he's providing a seed or when something is a harvest. And a lot of times God has probably given us more seed than harvest we're receiving because we keep eating the seeds. So he keeps trying to deposit (laughs) seeds to us, but we keep seeing those seeds as as a harvest. And God is saying, listen, your goal, my plans for you are bigger than you finding $20. So don't count that as the harvest. The harvest that I have for you you know, the plans and the, the desires that he's put in us is, is much bigger than what we count as actual harvest. Yeah. And so God, is he keeps giving a seed yeah. and he's like, hey, that seed that can be used for the kingdom. I circulate money, funds, finances through the kingdom, through my people. Yeah. And so he wants us to partner with him in taking care of other people and taking care of the kingdom. But we keep when we receive something unexpected or even during a budget of our own finances, we say, "Okay, well, God's given me this money to live on and to take care of myself. And he's like, hey, part of that is the seed that I need you to invest back into the kingdom. And so it's it's really interesting to see people's mind shift when they think about finding money or unexpected money that comes in. It can't always be a harvest. Sometimes it is a seed because yeah. God is providing that seed. Yeah, it, it, it was cool. I had this uh, this moment. Uh, I was a student, uh, an intern, basically. So I had no income at all. And a guy had come to visit and he was doing some ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. And on his way to the airport, I was living in Mexico <clears throat> on his way to the airport. He gave me all of his leftover pesos. Oh, wow. Because okay. uh, he's like, ah, I'm not even worth exchanging <laughs> this. So he gave me and it was like, I don't know, it was like 50 bucks mm-hmm. worth of, of pesos. And man, as as a guy that has zero income, yeah. I was like, this is awesome. And like <laughs> in my head, I started thinking about all these things that I could do. And I got back to the church and I had a team uh, and I, I, I walked in the room with my team and I, I saw them and I was like. <laughs> you have 50 bucks and they had zero bucks. I got 50 bucks because I went with the guy yeah. and they didn't. Right. And right. I'm like. All right, everybody, we're going to lunch. I'm buying. Right. <laughs> right? Like, it was, But it was such a, like, I had, on the whole way back to the church, I had all these ideas of what I was going to get. Absolutely. Like, man, yeah. I need some new shoes. I need to get this. It would be great to go here. But, man, the moment I saw the people, it was like, okay, yeah. Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, you recognize that that was a seed. Even though you were in need, you yeah. gave out of that need, yeah. and you invested into your team, which yeah. is building the kingdom. I'm not trying sure. to make myself a hero because I definitely eat the seed yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, you, too. <laughs> like, I get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, but that was just one of those moments that just popped in my head of, of like how great it felt in that moment yeah. to recognize the blessing that somebody gave to me wasn't for me to be blessed. It was so that I could then bless another group of people that didn't have access yep. to the person. And the 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 reverse is also true too. We need to recognize when it's a harvest. And yeah, yeah. one of the ways that we recognize if, when something comes to us that it is a harvest is that we already had a plan and a goal for something. Right. We've already talked to God about it. We've prayed about it. And in partnership with God for God's will in your life and what your goals are, you can start to recognize what harvest is. For example, I love your stories about Pastor Soul and the immigration process. Like when you receive money that goes, that is the exact amount of what you've been believing for, what you guys have been praying for, you know that (laughs) that's a harvest. Like that's not a seed for you then to go and invest in something else in the kingdom or in church. That's absolutely a harvest. And so I think... If you've been One paying, way, praying for $87.52 yeah, and God gives yes. you $87.52, you don't have to go, hmm, I wonder what I'm supposed to do with <laughs> right, this. Right, right. But that, you know, makes us, you know, have to take the step yeah. in first having a goal, having a plan, and yeah, then yeah. talking to God about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, before we even do anything with monetary transactions, we have to talk to God about it. And I think that'll help us determine, okay, what's a seed and what's harvest? Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, I have two different thoughts I want to talk about. One, you kind of sparked, but the the one I had first was um, when you're hungry, how do you not eat the seed? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's really good. And it's a sacrifice that we have to make. I think that uh, part of our partnership with God is, you know, making a sacrifice of ourselves yeah. um, or our desires, our earthly desires, or even our wants for the kingdom. And that lets God know that it's not about us, that it's about the kingdom, so much so that we will sacrifice our needs, our wants, our desires, even the thing that we think sustains us. We talk about Elijah and the widow. She gave to Elijah. She invested into the kingdom, into the kingdom, the very thing that her and her son needed. And that's when God opened the door for her harvest. And God wants to know who is your God? Is the things you need your God or is God your God? Are you only praying to God because you have idolized provision? You've idolized the miracle. You've idolized the things that you need in your life. And sometimes God tests us in our faith where the sacrifice that we need to make is the very thing that we need that we think will sustain us. And that's part of the reason why we fast, because we're rejecting our body's needs. We're rejecting what we want in order to get closer to God. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus even, you know, chastises some people in scripture when they're just chasing after him for the miracle. Oh, yep. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're just, Hey, you gave us bread that one time. Yes. I really like that bread. It'd be nice if you gave me some more of that bread. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you're, you've got this thing twisted around. You're, you're chasing after the sign. You're not chasing after the, the one yep. doing the sign. You're not yeah. chasing after the one, the sign is supposed to be pointing you to something, but you keep chasing the sign. Yeah. He's like, if I didn't do miracles, to. would you still believe me? Right. Yeah. It's the miracle that we yeah. idolize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crazy stuff. But I, I love that 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 concept of just trusting in God mm-hmm. and the the sacrifice that it is when when you're hungry. I mean, there I'm sure there's times when a farmer is like, man, I could I could just take this <laughs> yes. and I'd be set for right now. But right. And the the sad the reality is, I think that's why a lot of people get into financial problems to begin with. Mm. Is it's that immediate gratification? Right. It's it's that I I want this thing right now. I don't know if I want that thing in six months, uh, you know, right. and, and I don't want to wait for six months to find out if I still want it. Absolutely. Or need right, it. I right, want right, it right now. Right. Uh, and so I think that leads us to a lot of times eating the seed instead of doing what we're supposed to do with it. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when we don't eat the seed and we actually plant the seed or invest the seed, you know, we invest the seed into the kingdom. The harvest that comes sustains us through another time when we yep. think we need to start eating seeds. Yep. And it's something that we have to think about, that there's a cycle. Now, it could be an actual harvest that's real, that's material mm-hmm. that we have that we say, okay, God has blessed me with this harvest. This harvest is going to last me through a rough patch or yeah, yeah. It's, it's emergency funds. But sometimes the harvest is a revelation of God's provision yeah. and it's a building of the faith. A harvest may not be money, but it may be an increase in faith. And when you go through something where you don't eat the seed and you invest in the kingdom, your faith builds. And then that faith becomes applied faith for the next time you're thinking about eating the seed. You say, hey, God took me out of that position that I was in when I didn't have anything. He can take me out of this next circumstance in life when I don't have anything. And so the harvest could be material. It could be something that you actually get that sustains you through the next dry season. Or the harvest could be a building of faith that lets you endure the next season because you're believing God for provision. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. Sol and I had so many, uh, and we're going to talk about this in our sermon mm-hmm. on Sunday, but um, we had so many financial needs early on in our marriage. Uh, and it was one of those where it was like, we kept seeing God provide miraculously. Mm-hmm. But then the next time we had a, a severe financial need, we were still panicking. And it, was, it was like, <laughs> I, I, I could just picture God just, just shaking his head like, dude. It's like, okay. I just did this. <laughs> okay, Brent needs a miracle. I give him a miracle. He panics. He needs a miracle. He, right, he gets right. a miracle. He panics. He gets, like, it's just, the, it's like the cycle. And right, it's like every right. time this new thing, it, it's, we have very short memories of how God got us through. Because when your stomach is grumbling. Right. Like, you just. It happens it. all the time. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, it, it reminds me of the story when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And he wants his disciples and all to see that he has the power of resurrection because he is going to die (laughs) and saying, I'm going to be raised in three days. So let me show you what I can do now, because the next moment of my life, I'm going into Judea 
to be arrested, yep. to die, and then you're going to have that. Yep. This should help you with your faith. I'm claiming I can raise in three day, three days. So let me raise somebody after yes. three days, so you can see me do it. Yes, <laughs> and then and they faith, still don't believe. They're, they're like, oh no. Yeah, absolutely. And so we we go through hardships and times where we're believing in God for something, yep. and He comes through for us. And then it seems like we just forget. And yep. I'm like, okay, we got to be like Joshua and start making monuments and writing these these yep. things down because yep. these are testimonies of faith that'll yep. help us through the next season yep. of life that's actually what sparked it for my wife and i we, we talk about it sometimes we've got this jar at home uh, our memorial stones uh-huh. but that actually started in this season of like we were sitting around one day and we're like why do we keep going through the same cycle right, like, right, right. why do we keep forgetting how much god has blessed us how right. much god has provided miraculously when when we were at the worst scenarios God yeah. showed up like, but we keep forgetting these things. We need to stop forgetting these things. <laughs> yeah. So we, we literally, we got a, a glass jar and it's, it's, it's funny over the years, I think we're on our third jar now because, uh, we keep putting too much stuff in it. So we have to get a bigger <laughs> jar. Uh, and so, uh, it's a much larger jar than it once was, but it's just filled with mm-hmm. little things of, yeah. of just reminders of, of miracles that God performed, things that he did, yeah. you know, uh, protection over our kids and provision and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, that's great when you have that jar because you actively see God working yep. in your life. Yep. And now it's like your faith is not blind faith anymore. Right. Like you actually have evidence of God yep. God working in your life. Yep. And then it's something that you can share with your kids. Like, yep. hey, before you were born, this is God moving in our lives yep. to build the foundation of our family. Yep. And then that gives them hope and faith in God for the foundation of their lives. Exactly. It's really good. And and God may not answer those prayers exactly how I expect him to or want him to, mm-hmm. but I've got a track record with God that says it's going to be all right. I know. That's the issue that I have with God. If I can have an <laughs> issue with God is that God is a creative God. Yeah. And he doesn't necessarily do things yeah. black and white exactly oh, yeah. how I want to do it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. God, this is logical. This logic makes sense. Yep. You've given me a brain. You've given me wisdom. Yep. You know, one plus one is two. Why can't you do the thing that I need you yep. to do exactly like this? Yep. And if he did do it exactly how I want it, then it would be easy for me to eliminate God from the process. Yep. It's like, oh, well, that happened because of this. Yep. Because of this sequence of things or this timeline or yep. this logic or this earthly process. But God is a creative God, and so he provides for us. He brings us a harvest that's totally different than what we would expect to let us know that he is the one that does the impossible. And the thing that we're praying for is in his realm. We do what we're supposed to do up to the point where now it's impossible, and that's where he steps in. And he does it so creatively that we just sit back and say, it must have been God, because there's no other way that this could have happened. Yeah. You're, you're praying for more money because you got financial problems and God gives you a second job. Yes. <laughs> you're like, I yes. just wanted the money. I didn't want the work. Yes. Like, just give me the, the check yeah. in the Where mail. Where is that person right? that's supposed to come by and knock on my door and give me a check? Man, we used to say it all the time, you know, checks in the mail, right? Yeah, checks yeah. in the mail. Sometimes right. the check in the mail is from your employer. It's a pay stub. <laughs> it's a pay stub. <laughs> for 40 hours of work. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, there's, there's times when, you know, we're praying, it's like, you know, we, we took a pay cut. God, if you could just restore our finances back to before the cut, give us a raise, give us a raise, give right. us a raise. And God's like, no, but here's some groceries. <laughs> right. And God's funny like that, too. Sometimes the harvest is a revelation of what we need or don't need. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the harvest is us downsizing yep. life, you know, and I, I think God does that to get us focused on yep. him. He's like, OK, I'm not here just to give you stuff. Yep. Like, I want you to have life and have it abundantly, but abundantly in me. Yep. Like, I'm not here just to give you, you know, cars and jewelry and yep. money and big houses. Listen, that stuff is great. And if yep. you have acquired it in your lifetime, fantastic. You know, the comforts of life are, are good. Yep. Absolutely. But I think God sometimes wants us to say, okay, the thing that I've been believing for no longer matters because the process in believing and having faith for it, going to God for it, talking to God about goals and plans and vision and will has brought me to a place closer to God where that becomes the harvest. The connection and relationship with with God becomes the harvest and you no longer need, want, believe for the thing that you have been praying for. And a lot of times I think that's what God wants for us. That's the harvest relationship with him, downsizing our life so nothing's in the way of our connection to God and we don't have any idols. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, When my wife and I were trying to get out of debt uh, years ago, we realized we were paying way more than we needed to on cable. 
And it yeah. was like the revelation that we had from God in that moment. When we're praying for like, we need, we need an extra $150 to really just be able to do this debt <laughs> yeah. snowball thing. Well, and it was like, Hey, your cable bill, just get rid of that. Right, right, <laughs> right. Like, oh, right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about it Monday and said, um, you know, what's the best way that you could increase your income, decreasing decrease your expenses. Your spending, yeah. And so we, we, you know, I gave them homework. I said, listen, I want you to print the last three months of your credit card statement, Ooh. your credit card statement, your checking account statement, and your Amazon order history. <laughs> because a lot of people's credit card statements just says Amazon fulfillment, yeah. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. So I said, okay, I need you to print the last three months of your order history on Amazon. Yep. And then I want you to take a highlighter. And if you don't have a highlighter, hi highlighter this is the one time where you can use <laughs> Amazon and buy yourself a buy highlighter. highlighter. It'll be there either that night or early in the morning. <laughs> So get a highlighter and then highlight all of the nonsense. Yep. And we know what nonsense is. We absolutely, if we're yep. honest with ourselves, we know what the nonsense is. We go yep. grocery shopping and then go out to eat. Like we, we know what the nonsense yep. is. And so highlight the nonsense and add that up. Nine out of 10, that's the dollar amount that you need when yep. you think that you don't have enough money to yep. meet your expenses. Yep. And so if, if you get rid of your nonsense, yep. you have a harvest. And God wants us to use our lives yep. to honor him, honor him with our possessions, not our nonsense. That, and so the harvest that we have is eliminating that nonsense. That, that should be the title of this podcast uh, today, this episode. Just get rid of the nonsense. Get rid of, <laughs> eliminate the nonsense. <laughs> eliminate the nonsense. Because uh, the, the nonsense may be your car. A absolutely, right? like yes. You, you've, you've got a $600 car note. Like that's just, right. That's you should just be nonsense. driving a Corolla instead. Yeah, that's right. Get Absolutely. Rid of that. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be how much you pay for cable. It could be Amazon. It could be that Starbucks. Yeah. Man, my wife loves Starbucks, <laughs> but I love my wife because she knows we have budgets and we stick right, to them. Right. 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 So she gets gift cards from people like all the time. Like, yeah. and then I'll get them like <laughs> random ministry friends. Or, like, you know, they they want to remind you that they still exist, so they send you a little card in the mail with like, a right, right. fifteen dollar uh, Starbucks card. So I hand it over to Soul, and she's like, oh, I got money in the account. That's she doesn't go to Starbucks <laughs> right. when there's no uh, you know gift card balance. Right. That's nice. So now we know what to get yeah. Pastor Soul yeah. <laughs> for anything. Yeah, if you want to just love on her. <laughs> It's funny, like we do staff birthdays here and, and we get to pull a, a gift card out of the thing. Every time I get a Starbucks one, she's like, yay. <laughs> it's her birthday. <laughs> just throw it over to her. I'm like, it ain't even mine. So your birthday's in December, so not in September. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so um, you had said something earlier about uh, vision and having a plan. And there was something that uh, I sat through a financial meeting. It was about church finances. And uh, the pastor in charge, I think it was uh, Chris Hodges with uh, Church of the Highlands. Uh, but he said, if somebody in your in your world, in your life, was going to write a million-dollar check to your church, oh, wow. what mm -hmm. would you spend it on? <laughs> like, if you don't already, like, and, and this is what he was pushing. He's like, if you don't already know what you would use that million-dollar check for before it's written, it's never going to be written. <laughs> right. Like, you have to have a vision. Right. You have to have a plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so if somebody were to, to walk into Carlton's life and, and write a ridiculous check, I don't know, that million dollars, <laughs> what would Carlton do with it? Well, yeah. So we, I talked about this a little bit on okay. Sunday, and I said, okay, this needs to be a practice before I then go and, and preach <laughs> this to everybody. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you received a million dollars, the first thing that we think about is our own comfort. The second thing we think about is making sure that comfort is – secure yep. so whatever is creating the comfort from the million dollars the next phase or the yep. plan is to make sure that that's stable yeah um and so my wife and i we, we talk about this and we say okay we can't be self-minded that we're not kingdom-minded yeah, yeah because if it's only about ourselves then god's gonna say what am i giving you a harvest for yep and so we immediately think about the kingdom and, and the first thing we ask ourselves okay what do we have a heart for Okay, we have a heart for surely humanitarian efforts, but what kind of humanitarian efforts? Are we just going to feed people? And children came to our mind. Okay, children, mm -hmm. nine out of ten don't have control over their circumstances, the poverty that they're in, the struggles that they're in, you know, their parents' issues, the region of the world that they live in. Yep. And so we have a strong heart for children. And so we said to ourselves, okay, we have to be kingdom-minded first. So the first thing we're going to do if we ever received a million dollars is to honor God by by taking care of the people that he loves and his heart is for. Yeah. And then whatever's left over, then we can 
take care of ourselves because surely part of that is the provision for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got a son that needs to go to college and nine out of 10, he's going to pick a college that's going to cost an arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. And there's many things in our lives that we need to take care of. But, you know, in, in preparing for the message, I had to revisit my heart. Yeah. I didn't mention it in the service, but I, I can't preach a message where my heart isn't yeah. there. And so I had to look at, okay, we joke about if we win the lottery, what yep. comfort things are we going to take care of first? Yep. But we had to shift our yep. thinking to be more kingdom minded yep. because when we give generously, God returns it generously mm -hmm. and then we can give again generously yep. and it's a cycle. So when you're kingdom minded, what you're doing is you're creating a conveyor belt of yep. blessings and harvest in your life. So then you can have more seed to sow into the kingdom. But when we're self-minded, there's yep. no conveyor belt. It's a one-way ticket yep. of, of harvest from God to us. Yeah. And then he's going to say, wait, wait a minute. What am I investing in? Yeah. Because God's invested in our lives so we can then invest into the kingdom. Yeah. And if it stops with us, if it doesn't circulate, God's going to say, I need this, I need yeah. this blessing to circulate. Yeah. If it stops with us, he's he's not going to give it to us. Well, and it, I think it's even more dangerous than that than just you don't get it. It it's um, it's like water. So when when a river flows into a body of water, if there's mm -hmm. no outlet, then that that body of water dies. Yep, it like dries the, up. The Absolutely. dead sea is dead because it has no outlet. Like right, right. So anything that pumps into it, uh, like if you've got a you know a pond or a whatever, if there's no way for water to circulate for it to get out right. then it creates disease and death and it dries up right and and so like if if that's what we're we're experiencing in our own lives mm -hmm. why is god going to bless something that's just going to kill the stuff around it right right uh, and so we we've got to become a funnel where it's mm -hmm. stuff comes in and it goes right back out right yeah that's good and it's a spiritual principle yeah. it's not anything that we made up yeah. Or a misinterpretation of the Bible. Yeah, like this we're not guy, that smart. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, God set this in motion from yeah. the beginning of time. As long as the earth endures, there's going to be seed time and yep. harvest. Yep. And it's the circulation of that seed yep. time and harvest that's going to keep the kingdom yep. advancing. And that's our ultimate goal. We want lives changed. We yep. want people to know who Jesus is. And this is yep. the way to do it. Our ultimate goal in life as Christians is not to have the absolute best life we can have. Yep. God didn't promise us that we wouldn't suffer. Right. As a matter of fact, not only did he not remove suffering from us, but he came down to suffer with us. Yep. And so that's something that we really have to think about. Yeah. Is our ultimate goal in life to live the most comfortable, blessed life we can live, or is it to be a blessing to the kingdom? Yeah. And that's a that's a huge paradigm shift because just naturally, like we want comfort. Like it's just <clears throat> Absolutely. Like yep. I want to eat good food, I want to stay in a nice house, I want to yeah. drive a nice car, like I want stuff. Uh, but God didn't put us here for stuff. Right, right. Right. Like, I, I think the part of the problem is, is this, and we've talked about this in other episodes, but uh, when our mindset is just earthly and it's just, it's this finite amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it, we get so focused on 60, 70, 80 years that we miss out on, okay, there's an eternity after that. Right. And eternity, last time I did the math, is a lot longer <laughs> than 70 years. Yes. But we're so hyper-focused on these 70 years have to be the best possible. Right. Well, what does right. the best mean? Does that mean the best car? No. It, right. it, like living your best life isn't about, you know, having a Louis Vuitton, whatever. Living your best life is knowing that you're doing what God has called you to do. Right. That you're providing a way for more people to end up on the right side of eternity. Yeah. And this is not a poverty message or right. mentality that right. we're promoting. right. right. But really, can we invest our lives for eternity? Yeah. What kind of re that's a huge return yeah. on investment. Yep. The 70, 80 years that we're living on earth compared to all of eternity, that's that's a, a tremendous return yep. on investment. That's a harvest that can't be calculated. Yeah. And I always joke about this. I say we're gonna be in heaven and we're gonna look back and say, What were we doing <laughs> in that time? I can't be can so you embarrassing think about <laughs> we're gonna be laughing at moments, yeah. but then we're gonna have a realization like what were we doing? What were we believing yeah. for? What were we praying for? What were we pursuing? Yeah. I'm just grateful that it says that there's no crying in heaven. Because <laughs> yes. I got a feeling like, so that that brings me comfort. Because I got a feeling if I were to look back on my life from heaven, yeah. uh, man, I'd be brought to tears on some of my decisions <laughs> right. and some of the things. So we're not going to cry over our pain <laughs> yeah. on earth. We're going like, to laugh man, about that it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. So um, there, there's... I guess there's a principle too that we have to recognize that 
a portion of every harvest is supposed to be seed for yeah. the next harvest mm-hmm. that, that, you know, when we talk about don't eat the seed, well also don't eat a hundred percent of the harvest. Yes, right. Cause right. A, a farmer that eats a hundred percent of his harvest, yeah. he doesn't have another season. Absolutely. Like he's, yeah. he's done. Yeah. The Bible says the first fruits of your increase. Yep. Well, what's our increase? Our increase is the harvest. <laughs> Yeah. So not only we, we we can't just look at our uh, the first fruits of our increase being okay our paycheck the next time I get paid you know I have to make sure I pay my tithes and my offering or you know give tithes and offering we have to think about any increase including harvest because yeah. harvest is increase yeah. and so that harvest is more <laughs> seed to be planted for the kingdom for more harvest. So you can have more seeds to plant into the kingdom. Yep. And so I, I just love the fact that we are reminded that it's increase. It yep. didn't say paycheck or salary or earnings. It says increase. Yep. What's increase? Yep. Anything that's increased. Yep. Yeah. It's tough though. It is it's tough because <laughs> we have a mindset that's yeah. like, oh, God gave me a harvest. All I worked of hard. Mine. I got a blessing. I'm going to hoard the use the blessing. Yeah. And listen, God I'm is gonna not. I'm going to build a, a bigger barn. And I'm going to store more stuff. (laughs) Wait a minute. I think there's a story in the Bible about that. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, And, you know, God's not adverse to us having a comfortable, enjoyable life. You know, I think he has joy when we are happy and when we have joy. It's just a matter of changing our perspective of what our responsibility is to this whole thing. And I I think that's key for anybody sowing a seed and believing for a harvest. Absolutely. All right. So we talked about not eating the seed. Well, one of the dangers of... When you eat the seed, that means you have nothing to put in the ground. And then you end up in this place of you're praying for blessing from God. You're praying for rain, mm-hmm. but right. there's no seed in the ground. <laughs> right. When there's no seed in the ground, what do you get? You get mud, right? You get I mud. Get that from you. That's, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. all, you get mud. Right. It, it's, it's nasty. It's right. a mess. And so what do you say to people that are have been praying? And this is where maybe we can start getting even more practical. Um, for people that have been praying for rain. But they don't have any seed in the ground. Right. And they're just they're about to get a messy life. Yeah. And the mud that you get sometimes, uh, it, it, it leads people into maybe doubting God. Right. They, their faith wavers. They start right. not believing in the process of seed and harvest because because they don't understand, you know, God, why haven't you given me the harvest? You know, yep. and God's like, I've, I've laid out an entire process for you. God's responsibility in this yep. is so much greater than ours. He's given us the seed. He's given us the soil. He's he's going to give us the rain yep. for the harvest. And when we don't plant seeds, it's like the mud that we get in our lives is more financial hardship, you know, mismanagement of the possessions that we have, bad stewardship. And it's like, God, what's what's happening here? What's going on? And then you, you start to drift from God because you're like, well, this process isn't working. But you're doing the process wrong yeah. because there's an element, a role, a responsibility that you have that you need to do. Yeah. You're missing the key ingredient. Yeah. I love it when when God's talking to the Israelites in Malachi and he's like, you know, they're they're like, God, nothing's working for us. Yeah. Like we're not prospering. Crops are dying. Everything's just bad. It's happening. He's like, not to us. us. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> right. And he's like, you need to return to me. And, and, and they're like, what? like return to you we're talking to you now (laughs) and he's like no no you you need to return to me and they're like how do we return to you and and god doesn't go into well you need to pray you need to fast you need to go to bible study you need to join a life group you need to go to church he says there's a process in this that that you're missing there's a role or responsibility that you're missing in this process the very next thing he says is that shall a man rob god You've brought me in tithes and offering. Yep. And then he goes to tell them what the curse is for not paying their tithes and offering and what the blessing is for giving their tithes and offering. And so it's like, okay, when we don't do our part in the process and he gives us an opportunity to invest, he gives us the seed to invest, yep. and he's he's waiting to pour out blessings on our lives. And we forgot to do the one thing that we're responsible for doing, and that's investing in his kingdom. And God's like, there's not going to be a harvest. As as a matter of fact, he said that he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. So if we if we don't participate in this principle, the devourer is going to create hardships in our lives. 
and we're not going to be able to stop the 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 locusts from eating our crops and we're going to be complaining to God, like, God, what is going on? And he's yeah. like, we have a responsibility yeah. and a role to play in this, and we're not. I told you what to do. You chose not to do it. Absolutely. I told you what happened right. if you didn't do what I told you to do. Right. So when the money's funny, whether it's our, in our control or outside of our control, yep. it's, 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 it's a principle that we're missing. It's, it's a role in the process that, that we are missing. And we're asking God, God, you know, give us more money to fix the hardship that we're in. And he's like, listen. Money's not the answer. Yep. Your heart posture to the process of seed time and harvest yep. is the answer. Yep. Yeah. So you got to invest. Mm-hmm. Starting first, invest in the kingdom. I think that's just a biblical principle of putting God first. <clears throat> yeah. Um, my wife and I, we were talking about this on the way home uh, on Sunday. And we were talking about investing and she stopped and she was just like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like she's, she's like i you it's like mm-hmm. you're speaking another language sure i don't know what investing is i don't know what investment is what am i supposed to do and having that conversation with my wife uh i, I wanted to sit here and talk with you and just give you a chance to kind of rapid fire <laughs> okay uh so somebody's got some financial issues um uh, let's say this is an average person they are in debt mm-hmm. uh there's not enough paycheck at the end of the month uh, let's lay out a, not necessarily a timeline because you know the, there's too many sure, variables right. to, to map mm-hmm. out a timeline exactly. But what is what is step one for them? What's step two for them? What's step three? And finally get to a place of investing, not just you know returning back to God, but yeah, like yeah, natural. Yeah. So what does that process look like? So start with a family that says, I've got a job. Uh, we have credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got student loans or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, and I make. Sixty thousand dollars a year, but it, or it looks like we're spending seventy thousand dollars a year. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, it's yeah. just we're spending more than we make. We're in debt. It's getting worse. What do we sure. do? Sure. Yeah, and actually, Joe Sango has a whole plan for this. It's it's yeah. it's a ladder, and each ladder yep. has a rung. Yep. I remember that the you, ladder. You, yeah, that that you go up in order to do these things. And and some people look at the rungs like, well, how come I can't do rung four first? Like, get out of debt first before yeah. I do anything else. And, but what happens is we have to understand that the steps that we take in getting out of debt and fixing our lives, um, there needs to be a prerequisite that happens before something else happens yeah. because there is a learning process, an experience process. Yep. There's habits that need to be created for us to get to a point where we can do something different. Yep. And so the the first wrong is plans and goals. Okay. Like what are our dreams? You yep. know, what are we living for and shooting for? Because that's usually the motivator for the rest of the ladder. Yep. You got to know, you know your why. Absolutely. Yep. With, without a target, you're not going to even attempt to aim or throw the dart. Yep. And so you're going to say, well, I'm just living just so we can pay credit cards. Yep. And and that's not motivating enough for people to keep pushing and keep going right. um, in life when it comes to their finances. So the first thing we have to do is we have to pray, find out from God. And usually it's already yep. embedded in us what our desires are, what the plans are, our hopes and our dreams are. Yep. And first you start with the goal. The second thing you need to do is you, you need to do a budget. Yep. Because in the budget, you need to eliminate the nonsense, right? <laughs> the first thing you need to do is eliminate the nonsense because when you eliminate the, the nonsense, now you can start saving. Yep. Okay, we like to say we, we wanna pay ourselves first mm-hmm. because we need emergency funds because emergencies happen, right? If we paid off our debt, some people say, well, my available credit is my emergency fund. No, your available credit is more potential debt. Right. So you need a savings first. And the the practice of paying yourself and putting money in the savings is an actual exercise that can be embedded in you as a habit. So once you've reached a savings goal, You've already made a practice of using that money for something. Yep. And now you can use that money for something different like debt and investing. Yep. So we have a goal. So so what so yeah, so you start with your goal. Mm-hmm. You got to know your why cuz when things get hard, it's the why that keeps yep. you going. Yeah. Right? Um then you got to get your budget um and the budget should have a an item for savings. Yep, absolutely. Right? What, yep. What would be like a an average or a good target for this yeah. scenario family? Yeah. So what dollar amount should they be saving? Absolutely. So you have to look at your expenses. And this is why the budget is important, because you have to look at, okay, how much savings do I need to cover one month's 
of my fixed and some of my variable expenses. Mm -hmm. And I say some of your variable expenses because if you're really down and out, you're cutting off the cable. Right. Okay. So, but you uh, still got to eat. You still got to eat. Yeah. yeah. So that's a variable expense. But your fixed expense could be your mortgage or your rent right. or your car right. note, things like that. Um, but we usually start with one month of expenses. Okay. And once we have determined, okay, and like you said, the timeline varies. Yeah. That could take you a year. It could take you six months. It could take you two years. But the goal is to get you to one month of savings. The next rung after savings is eliminating non-house, non-business debt. So credit card debt, yep. basic consumer debt. Yep. The One of the best ways to eliminate debt is to, is to stop accumulating debt. <laughs> and I hear people say, you know, well, I put my credit card in a bucket of ice. It's like, well, how long does it take you to unthaw a bucket of yeah. ice? You know, you could chip away at it. And these days, you've got that card stored online. You're That's like, what a lot Amazon, of people say in class. The card virtual card, <laughs> you know. You got that thing stored on Capital Amazon. One will give you, you a card that afternoon if yep. you really want it, yep. you know. Um, so eliminate debt by stop accumulating debt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, close your accounts if you have to. If you're, if you're not a credit card person, certainly close your mm -hmm. credit card accounts. And then there's different ways that you can pay off debt that we go through in the class. But the key is, you know, once I get to a savings goal, now I can start using some of that savings to start paying off debt. I can put more onto the principal yep. to start bringing that down. Yep. And then that, that turns into the debt snowball, right? Yeah, the debt snowball, yep. right? Because the, what the debt snowball does is that you start paying off the smaller debt and you give yourself wins. Yep. And for your psyche, it's motivating. That's fantastic. It's like, yes, I got rid of that Target credit card. I had card six that I credit cards. Know. Now I have five credit yes, cards. Yes, yes. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't I be trying to pay off the larger credit card first because it's accumulating the most interest? We're human. Yeah. We need wins. Yeah. So let's el uh, eliminate the small yeah. ones first yeah. and get those out of the way. And then we'll snowball to the bigger yeah. ones. We're, we're the, still going to use that payment to pay the yeah. next one. Yeah. The So that other uh, method is what? The the debt avalanche? Yeah, the debt avalanche. Because right. technically you're going to pay things off slightly faster because of interest rates yes, and percentages. Yeah, right, and right. But you're not but giving yourself any wins. Yeah. And it's just like. The average person isn't going to make it. Right. Uh, you need that, that debt snowball. And so. You've got a minimum payment of $100 on this credit card. Yep. You found 50 extra bucks right. from doing your budget the right exactly. way. So now you're paying 150 on this one until it's paid off, uh, you know, and then you take that plus the next credit card payment. Yep. And now you're making a new payment. You're right. Um, same thing. Yeah. Like re we uh, last month, uh, we paid off our, our van, my, my family. Uh, and so right now I'm just transferring the same amount of money that I was paying for the van. That's perfect. Is now just going into a savings account. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And so what, what happens is, is that we think that paying off debt should be a sprint. Right. And it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. And we got to treat it like a marathon. Yeah. Unless you win the lottery and then you can then, pay it There off you go. Then it's that. a sprint. That's right. Great. But the debt snowball kind of <laughs> yeah, helps yeah. you have small sprints yep. along the course of the marathon. Yep. And I think for, for us, for our psyche, I think that's helpful. I like it. And then, I mean, like, and, and once you pay off your debt, or it's not once you pay off, but some of these things can happen at the same time. If you got a job like this imaginary family we're talking about, mm -hmm. nine out of 10, you're getting a match, a company match from your job for mm -hmm. your 401k for an investment. Yep. And that's free money. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, let me automate that. Let me get that taken out of my check automatically like taxes. Yep. Just So just tell yourself our income tax went up 3%. Yep. And then invest the 3% in your 401k and receive the company match of the same, yep. which is free money. And for those who are entrepreneurs, you know, you can put away 3% of your earnings into a Roth IRA or some kind of brokerage account. Yep. Um, so we say either take 3% match or $100 a month to put away for an investing. Mm -hmm. Because with compound interest, the money grows. And before you know it, the $100 turns into a large number. Yep. And for every month that you don't do that, you're de decreasing the end number by thousands of dollars. It looks like $100 now, but with time value of money and compound interest, it's thousands of dollars that you're sacrificing by not doing it. Yeah. And so that's the part of investing. And that can happen right away. You know, it's the wrong after paying debt. Mm -hmm. But you can automate that immediately. Yeah, yeah. And then and then once you get into the habit of investing that and receiving the free money from the company, now you can say, okay, let me look at my savings. Now I can go back to my savings and now I can invest. I can put three months of expenses mm -hmm. 
into my yeah, savings. You're growing that savings account. Right, right. Because you are paying off your debt. You have at least your company match, which is free money for investing. And now you can grow your savings to have more of a foundation under you yep. if, if anything were to happen. Yep. And the one thing we talk about our savings is, and this is a question I asked on Monday night, do we save money forever? And it was a, a mixed response. And the answer is no. Once we have a savings goal, right? stop putting money in the savings. Yep. And then this is the next wrong. Now we can look at, now I can invest 15% of my income yep. into a 401k or a Roth IRA or some kind of brokerage account because I paid off my debt, hopefully by this point, and, and the wrongs have timelines. So you put in yep. dates and when you think that this can happen for you in your life, you paid off your debt, you, ha you are receiving your company match now, and then you have met your savings goal. Mm -hmm. So the amount of money that you are putting in savings each month and the amount of money that you're paying on your credit cards all of that Those two over. things now is 15% yep. of your income that can be yep. saved. Because people look at it and it's like, well, I don't have 15% of my income to save. Yep. I was yep. like, well, let's add up your debt payments yep. and your savings. Yep. Like once you've reached a savings goal, yep. now that money can now grow for you. And I think one of the mistakes that people make in that scenario is they treat it like they just got a 15% pay raise. So Absolutely. Like, now they have hey, more now expenses. I got more right? that I they can, can go. You know, that, that was, yeah. you know, when we paid off the van, it was like the first <laughs> gut reaction was, man, we got an extra. Yeah. No, no, no. There's no extra. <laughs> right. The extra doesn't exist. You yes. lived without that. Continue living without yes, that. Yes. Let's that use brilliant. it for something better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's where we, you know, we can grow our savings and we can grow yeah. our investing. If we maintain our standard of living, and a lot of times with the money, it's like as soon as we get money, we want to increase our standards of living, which increases our expenses, which ultimately increases our debt. The moment that we decide to take that money and not invest it or not save it, we say, okay, well, I can get this thing. And usually that thing is 120, 150 yeah, percent yeah, yeah. of what yeah. you've budgeted for. Yep. And so not only do you have the added expense, but you've also increased debt. Because now you've acquired this thing. Yep. You know, name that thing. You want to buy a, a newer car. Okay. Well, if you go out and buy a luxury car, your oil change is no longer 100 bucks. Yep. Now your oil change is $500 or something to that effect. And usually we say, okay, wow, wow, I paid off debt. Now I can go get this thing or do this thing. Yep. And it's usually more expensive yep. than what we realize. Absolutely. So we went from setting goals, creating a budget so we can know what to mm -hmm. put in savings debt snowball or avalanche depends on you know what discipline you have and what yeah. you need for your psyche then we talked about uh investing at least the company match getting the company match which is free yep. money and then we talked about increasing your savings to about three months of your expenses yep. or what, what whatever you think your goal is right uh because there's also emergency savings more yep. than just like your household expenses yep. you know when, when are your tires going to expire does anybody know that they, they told me yesterday that I, I was at uh, half the life cycle of my tire that I should get new ones. And all I could think was, if it's half, half the, cycle, the life cycle, why am I giving you money? Why am I giving you money right yeah. now? Like, right. I got some time then. Right. You know, what's the life? My of kid needs braces. There you go. Yep. What's the life of your roof? Oh, man. Right. What's the life of your furnace? Yeah. You know, these things have, have, have a life. Your water tank. Yep. So it's like, do we know that? Are we ready for it? Do we have a savings for it? And right. so your savings could be three months of, you know, your basic household expenses plus emergency funds yep. for these things that you don't realize you're yeah. gonna need to replace one day. Yeah. Um, and then once we, we, we tackle those things and we reach our goals, you know, we've paid off our consumer debt, uh, we've reached our goal with savings. Now we can really fund our yep. investment. We can really move that money to fund our investment. Yep. And then, and, and once we get there, uh, funding our investment and and things are happening with us, we can now pay off our mortgage. We yep. can start putting extra payments towards our mortgage. And then once we've made extra payments towards our, our mortgage, I think it's like one payment a year knocks off six to eight years of your mortgage, depending on your interest rate. Man. Like How much money is that? Right. <laughs> six huge. years of your mortgage is tremendous. Yep. So now you can pay off your mortgage. Now the question is, how much do I need to live on if I don't have any debt? If my savings is capped, yep. I have my money automatically going to my investing yep. and I don't have a mortgage. Yep. Now you really, if you're, if you're making the same amount of money, now you can yep. give more 
more money into the kingdom. Now opportunities of yeah. investing in the kingdom will increase for you. Or your time is now different. Okay, I don't need to make as much money as I yep. did before. And now you freed up time to do things that God really wants you to do. Yep. And you get to a place where you can say, hey, you know what? Instead of spending, you know, $3,000 to go on a missions trip, I'm going to spend $30,000 and buy an orphanage. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right? Like you, right. you can take what you've done in missions or what you've done for, for others, for the kingdom, and you can just blow that thing up. Absolutely. Because if your mortgage is $2,000 a month and that car note is $500 a month, that's $2,500. That's $30,000 that can go to an orphanage in Kenya yep. that can change the lives of dozens of children. Yep. It's pretty cool. And it's like, if I have a plan for my life yep. and I have a timeline for that plan, I can get to the place where I can change lives. Yep. And that's the whole goal of it. Yep. And I think that it all comes back down to that plan. I think there's too many Americans that their plan is just to get through the month. Absolutely. And that it's right. so short-sighted. It's so... And it's it's out of a place of desperation. I get it, but that desperation, it, for me, I think it's 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 rarely caused by too little income. It's right. usually caused by too much expense. Right. Right. And and yeah, hey, look, you may be underpaid, but I st sure. I would still guarantee that you're overspending on something. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And and if you are severely underpaid, look for another job. Look for an additional. Like sometimes we got to work hard. Yes. We, sometimes we have to work. We talk about. I say, listen. If it ever goes south, I'm gonna be at Mariano's stocking shelves at night. Man, if anything ever ever happens, you know where you're gonna yeah. find me at Walmart. Yeah, working. Gonna working. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find a construction site. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something to yeah. provide because yeah. you know I have to. I can't be you know immune to work. I've got pretty much one marketable skill. I can work hard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's I, my marketable. I got skill. a body with all my limbs. <laughs> yeah, I can do I can, something. I can work hard. Yeah, you know. This is good, man. Absolutely. This is, this is a lot of practical help. Uh, people can get more information by going to a Joe Sengel class, getting the, the materials yep. or any of that stuff. But I think that this gives at least somebody, you know, if I'm just starting out, if I'm just trying to figure this thing out, uh, it gives you some some goals, some starting points. But, Absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, we could talk about this all day, but I know we can't. <laughs> no, we got a prayer meeting to go to in a we minute. We do. We got to right? pray. We go from, from money to prayer. It's going to be awesome. Yep. But, uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Carlton, for, for being with us. And uh, we got one more of these on finance. So some of you are like, can they stop talking about money? The church always <laughs> talks about money. We got one more. Uh, but I promise you it's going to be more uh, on the spiritual side of things because we're going to be talking about no prayer, no miracle uh, next week. And it's going to be good. So we'll see you there. Take it easy.